Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to remind you that this is a My 600 Pound Life episode, so there's all kinds of triggering stuff in it. There's going to be child abuse, um, sexual assault, um, eating disorders, big time. So, take care of yourself, and if any of those things sound like something that you don't need to hear about, go ahead and skip this one. Later. Princess here and welcome to another episode by Pumpkin. Um, so this episode is a special one. It's a commissioned episode. So how do we get commissioned episodes? People contact me at either through hello at buypumpkinpodcast.com or through a Patreon message. They offer me $20 and I'll do almost anything for $20. I mean, almost anything. I'm not going to eat mayonnaise. I'm not going to do that. But I can do a lot of things for 20 bucks. And usually they want me to talk about a specific subject. This is a great way to get, like, like when you are missing um, certain subjects on the podcast, maybe your, maybe the, um, the show you voted for on the Patreon didn't win. Maybe you really want to hear my take on something that happens on the Real Housewives of Orange County. Yeah, it's a great way to get your episode. Um, so that's why we're not hearing Rock of Love today because we have a commissioned episode. The commission comes from Jen. She wanted me to do My 600 Pound Life. Lacey, it's Lacey B. Uh, it's the it's a current season. Um, and she even threw in an extra 20 bucks for the uh, Central Texas Food Bank. So... I was really excited to do this one. Um, I tapped Kara. I love, I guys, I love recording with Kara. Kara is so funny. Kara is, I don't know. She's like an understated funny and that like, <laughs> that sounds like I'm insulting her. I'm not. It's very easy to be wild and just like out there. Um, it's a difference between uh, Robin Williams and Mork and Mindy and Bob Newhart. And I love a Bob Newhart. You know, I love someone that's just like, just, just so, you know, just like really great at deadpanning things. Really, Kara's so, Kara's so fucking funny. So it was a joy to have her on. She's also an Asante head. As you guys know, Stephen Asante is the king of my 600 pound life. I did, did I do three episodes with Stephen Asante when I did the my 600 pound series? I think I did. I think it did. Um, and so like Kara definitely wanted to talk about this and I'll tell you this. Lacey B's story <laughs> was very much was Asante-esque. I'm not saying it's going to be the same level, but it was pretty close and I enjoyed it. Uh, for those of you who are squeamish, there, there are no surgery episodes, <laughs> scenes during this episode. So don't sweat it. <laughs> Um, and that becomes the funny part too. Jen, thanks for commissioning this episode. I am not watching the current season of my 600 pound life. So I would have never seen this one. And I, as I started to watch it, I was like, mm, is this the one I'm supposed to watch? And then stuff started happening. I was like, this is the one I'm supposed to watch. This is definitely, it can't be two Lacey's doing all this shit. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy it. Next week, we'll be back to Rock of Love. If you have an idea for a commissioned episode, I have another one I'm about to do on Bobby Brown, on being Bobby Brown. People always want me to talk about being Bobby Brown, 
the show, and I personally always want to talk about Bobby Brown, the man, and I really, really, really want to talk about Whitney Houston, so soon you will get an episode, a commission episode for that, and I mean, guys, the sky is the limit, I mean, it's not the sky, but like right under the sky, like, I don't know, maybe 12 feet in the air, like temper your expectations, but still there are things we can do. So if you have an idea for a commission episode, make sure you email me at hello at buypumpkin.com, buypumpkinpodcast.com, or send me a Patreon message and let's work it out. And for now, enjoy uh, Lacey's story with uh, Kara Berry. Hey, Kara. Hi. Kara, thank you for coming to talk about this show with, with me. Um, you know this already, but the audience needs to know that like we were supposed to record this last week. I've been exhausted. I couldn't do it. You were gracious enough to be like, no, girl, it's fine. Next week's fine. And you had already seen the episode, but I hadn't. So yeah. I was like, I was very shocked today when I watched it. <laughs> and I didn't give you any spoilers. I didn't tell you anything. No. So I'm excited to hear your like first reactions. I mean, normally when I watch shows, I just like to watch the show and go based on what I saw, what happened in the show, right? Mm-hmm. This show, I immediately was like, I gotta get on Reddit. And so like, <laughs> I was well, like, I can't I wait to, to find out what you got. I need to understand what's happening <laughs> with this. <laughs> um we'll talk about it but like the editing's off um it's obvious they they move audio from one part to another it's 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 very strange the whole episode people are saying it's a santi level um what do you think well you know steven holds a special place in my heart so (laughs) nothing really touches the uh the crown of his you know well, I won't get into the state of his hair, but you you guys have all seen it. But um, mm-hmm. uh, so it was. Does wild. he have COVID right now? Probably. He's probably had it this whole time <laughs> <laughs> for three years. He's had COVID since March twenty twenty. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was. I mean, a lot of the stuff was unprecedented for sure. But um, yeah. I mean, nobody really can touch Stevens. Uh, je ne sais quoi, if you will. I I I agree. Like I I don't think this quite reaches a Santi level. I think that it is. There are some elements, but I don't think Lacey's gonna get like four follow ups. You know what I mean? No, definitely not. <laughs> Although she definitely needs at least one. So, <laughs> all right. So let's introduce our characters. We have. Lacey, who is it's Lacey B. Um, this episode came out at the beginning of December of 2021, in case you're looking for it, because there's more than one Lacey. This is the current season of six, My 600 Pound Life. Yeah, um, season 10. Yeah. For those of you who like don't like the grossness of My 600 Pound Life, I just want to give you a heads up. There's no surgery in this episode. So don't worry about that. <laughs> not even close. Did, not even close, no. <laughs> <laughs> I kept looking at the time. I was like, mm, I don't see a surgery happening. <laughs> you know what? It's like the catfish has a certain formula mm-hmm. where I picked up on like the further along they get in the episode before they reveal who the catfish is, you know, it's bad. Yeah. Because like if the catfish is introduced pretty 
early on in the episode you know shit's really gonna go down but if they don't reveal it until like 50 minutes in it's like a a flop for me but yeah Yeah, yeah, so we we knew we knew something happened and also (laughs) if you love dr now this episode's not for you because dr now is barely in it dr now did a cameo in this fucking show (laughs) right right you saw so little of him um so it starts off in kennewick washington where Lacey lives, um, you know, we get our scene where we where we wake up, right? That's where they tell you about all the terrible things. She's got pain all over her body, stabbing pain in her lower feet, lower back pain, heat rash, diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. Something's wrong but with me. Before we get into that, I think we should start on a on a high note okay. because this is something that I have never seen on the show, which is that Lacey had a full bed and a full bedding set. Her pillows had pillowcases on them. She Correct. had a mattress. She had a box spring. She had a fitted sheet. She, she was set sheet. up to sleep. She was but set you, up. But so many are, you know, and we don't see a complete set. And that and it really, it, something deep within me really affects me when I see like a dirty stained mattress. It's just like very dark for me. I immediately um, think that person squatting. Like if you, if I see yeah. your mattress, I'm like, what's going on here? But you know, like, Poor people live like that. Like, don't have pajamas, don't have fitted sheets. Like, super poor people, they live like that. Yeah. And her apartment was quite nice. For, yeah, for, it was, it was nicer than a lot of people's apartments. It was nicer than probably 99% of the apartments that we see on the show, for sure. She said she'd been living there for years. Yeah. And I'm going to put this. I don't think Lacey was that big. For some reason, (laughs) she just, I was like, I don't know, man. She seems she doesn't seem my six hundred pound life big. She didn't quite qualify. She did clock in at five ninety three. So maybe that maybe that was what's throwing you. I don't know, but if I'm no I'm no doctor now. So if you would have said guess her weight, I'm like two ninety. I don't know. She doesn't seem. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't seem. I don't know. She and she might be a petite person, but. In terms of what I've seen on the show, you know, I did a, a series on the show. So like, I've seen so many episodes just for fun and also for the podcast. And I was like, I don't know, not the biggest I've seen. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Um, but she also had like a very different situation. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like she had a community around her. Her church her family. Big... Yeah. For Well, you know, take what you can get, you know. Yeah, because, you know, so she does her shower scene uh, scene and everything. And she tells us that, you know, she's pretty much alone in the world, right? She doesn't talk to her family. Apparently she was an IUD baby, which I've never heard those put together. I guess her mom had an IUD and she slipped on through. I guess (laughs) that's what's happening. I've never heard of that either. Um, She, the way her mom tells it and her reaction to the situation are very opposite like her mom tells it like a quirky little tale like oh you know my id wasn't in place and so there we had Lacey. but Lacey seems very traumatized by that and she who's to say because the parents on the show have a tendency to like be very light and bright when things were very dark oh yeah the revisionist history definitely yeah so I like being an IUD baby on itself just by itself is not traumatic in my opinion because I don't I don't know why people believe that 
like most of the world was planned. And almost everybody I know was a fucking mistake. Like, <laughs> and I don't mean that they regret you, but more like nobody yeah. thought we was about to get pregnant. Nobody, nobody right. said that. And right. So, and so like very few people I know, their parents will be like, yeah, we just looked into each other's eyes and then we had a glass of champagne and then we was like, let's make a fucking baby. <laughs> Most people were like, listen, I was dating your dad and he said he was going to pull out and they fucking didn't. And there you are. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think what is coupled with this is that she says in her family that her dynamic, her brother was the golden child. Her sister was skinny and pretty and popular. And then she comes along and she's not planned for and also doesn't feel like a part of this family. Yeah, like she's like, I, she didn't say, I thought I should be adopted. No, I thought I was adopted. Like she thought I should be adopted. Like I should be out of this family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she said it like, I was just waiting for CPS to come and they never did. And right. I wonder what so like, <laughs> I, the, like they keep saying like her whole problem with her family, she was an IUD baby. I was like, yeah, plus also some other shit guys. It wasn't just that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's not, get to it. Yeah, they're not what being happened? specific. But um, she talks about when she was 10, <clears throat> she, um, she was playing with a new person, a new boy at school and then he had invited her over his house and he helped his brother drag her to the basement and assault her and rape her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that she didn't tell anybody about it until she was in college and she was having issues with her periods and they couldn't figure out what's going on. So they have to answer the, you know, there's always a questionnaire when you're going to see a, a lady parts doc- doctor. And she answered truthfully that she had been raped when she was in the third grade and mm-hmm. her mother didn't believe her, which tracks. Cause like I said, there's more than just, she was an IUD, right. <laughs> which yep. tracks. And yep. then her father did. And she said that that is like, you know, obviously that's, that's terrible that um, it happened to her. And then also that her family was basically like, looks like you're making it up for what? Like what? for what? Right. Like all these years later, like for what? Yeah. For what? Like, you think I'm trying to get you to take me to fucking Sonic or something? Like, it seems like a weird thing to make up. Like all these years later, while I'm in the midst of trying to get something diagnosed, like, right. I I don't know. I, um, but by college, Lacey's like 500 pounds or so. She started gaining weight when she was very young. They showed pictures of her and which she was like, you know, she's a a chubby kid. I mean, She's like 120 pounds at six or seven. And I just want to impress upon you guys how big 120 pounds is for a Mm seven-year-old. It's very big. And for people who don't have kids, every time you take your kid to the doctor, they weigh your kid and take their height. And then they tell you where, where they are on this, like the percentile of other children. Like my five-year-old is taller than 97% of all five-year-olds. Like they will tell, they like explain that to you and uh, and give you kind of, I mean, they still do BMI stuff and they still like, and they tell you where your kid is on that. It's, it's if, if I had gone to the doctor with a seven-year-old who weighs 120 pounds, this would have been a very long conversation because mm-hmm. it's so, my mm-hmm. 11-year-old weighs 90 pounds he just got there it's it's a lot and so she talks about like 
by 11, she's 200 pounds. By 18, she's 420 pounds. And after college, she's over 500. Um, here's the thing. Can we talk about the food? Yeah, like, Kara, you're just like me in that part of the reason I watch this show is because I enjoy the food. It looks good. Yeah. It looked good. First of all, so like as she's telling her story, we're seeing Ricky, her boyfriend. Yes, let's talk and about Ricky. Yeah, he's making her breakfast. Did you see those pancakes? The pancakes, girl. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> like, the way, those are the biggest fucking pancakes. They were so thick. She put a whole like thing of butter, like a whole stick Ooh. of butter in between the pan. And I was like, that's good eating right there because you got to get it. She knew you put it between the pancakes so it melt in a little between. better. Okay, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You got to be thorough. Um, and on, they looked so good, but the, they looked good in the way that like you post those for Instagram, yeah. you know, like Bon Appetit would post that on an Instagram picture, but you don't, you're not supposed to eat those, you know, that's just like fantasy food. Well, it's, if we were going down, like by what the actual serving size would be, that's a three person pancake. Like, just one. And she yeah. had three of them. Like yeah. sometimes when we go to eat brunch, like uh, my friends and I will order all, our own stuff and then we'll be like, and some pancakes for the table. That's the type of pancake uh, yeah. that shows up and you guys each get something. Like, that's, right, and, exactly. And, and when he was eating, he had a much smaller and he had one pancake. Right. And those weren't, it. that's not it. Like, I don't want to shame her, but like, honestly, this is a food that I want to eat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love to see it. Because on the side of the pancakes, she had uh, like half a thing of, half a loaf of bread toasted to yeah. the gods <laughs> buttered down okay three of those like hash brown patties yes. she had i think bacon um bussin ba- so bacon good. made in butter who makes bacon uh, yeah. in butter dog he <laughs> used ricky poured at one point a third of a bottle of oil into a pan i don't even know what he did it for <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and so and also where did she find Ricky, guys? Ricky, right. she, talk, she talks about how, about, at the point we're looking at her, she's like 35, which is 35, yeah. 36, which is like shocking because I would have sworn she was in her 40s. Um, really? I would have thought younger. No. Because she, she has like a very young, immature vibe to her. That, well, her, I thought you were going to say her face. I was like, that's because she's soaking in butter. That's well, what that is. Right. But, so at 25, 26, she starts getting into feederism online, which yeah. for, for those who don't know, that is a fetish in which a person likes to feed another person. And it's not just about them being fat. They want to see gains. Like they want right. to give you food and see you gain weight. And so she was getting people to buy her stuff and, and food and send her money so she, they could watch her eat. Um, mm-hmm. And she said she'd been in three or four relationships like that, but- But not Rick, with Ricky. Not with Ricky. She says Ricky met on an online app and everybody on Reddit was like, plenty of fish, plenty of fish, plenty mm-hmm. of fish. And- yeah, that tracks. She has only been dating Ricky a month. Dog, and, that was like such a shocking reveal. <laughs> well, yeah, because it takes more than a month for them to get together to come down to film you. <laughs> like how did they even how did they get the story going um she got on plenty yeah. of fish and wrote i'm about to be on my 600 pound life <laughs> who want to be on tv <laughs> i mean that's the only way yeah um do you want to talk about the butt wiping 
I mean, not really, but we have to. <laughs> so she says she hasn't wiped her own butt in seven years. But Ricky helps her with her, and he's only been there a month. So the math ain't mathing. What's this going on with that butt? Because <laughs> that's what I wrote down in the notes. I said, she says that she hasn't been able to wipe herself in seven years. And sometimes that responsibility falls on her boyfriend. Whose responsibility is it all the other times? <laughs> yeah. I. <sighs> No, listen, I believe she can't wipe her butt because of like the logistics of, you know, her size and everything. But also as a big fan of little women, they also have that issue and they have like adaptability things. Like there's like a, it's not a, they call it the stick, but it's not a stick. It's like a thing that like you can put toilet paper on it. You can use it to wipe and then take the Mm -hmm. toilet paper off and throw it away. And I'm like, is, is that a part of your routine, Lacey? Or what are you saying to me right now? Or do you just go through a lot of underwear? What are you saying? Right. Because you're, you're absolutely right. The bath ain't math in. I mean, diapers were brought up later. Mm. Um, but still, there's cleaning afterwards. Yeah. And I also want to tell you, as a woman whose attachment style is trust no bitch, uh, after a month of knowing you, you might, well, Diddy, you might even know, even know my real name yet. Because <laughs> I don't know you. And so right. the fact that I'm going to squat... And let you see up where the sun don't fucking the pink part of my booty. I'm not going to let that happen. And also, how are we going to have sex after this? How is that possible? I mean, the fact that he says, you know, Lacey's the kind of woman who will give you the shirt off her back. And so that's why I don't mind doing that thing for her. Um, No, no, No. that's going to be a no for me, dog. No. And so already at the beginning, as, as soon as Ricky gets on the screen, I'm like, Something's wrong with this relationship. Um, Something's wrong with Ricky. I believe, based on some other things that are happening that we'll talk about, that Ricky is cognitively delayed in some way. Um, And he appears to be like 35, 40 years old. He appears to be in that age range. Mm -hmm. And he seems off. He seems... um, I always ask what is what do the the significant others get in this relationship and for many of them I can definitely see how they end up in these relationships how they end up in these caregiver positions for Ricky it seems like he wanted to be in this caregiver relationship and Mm -hmm. so like I'm like but why Ricky what what yeah because he doesn't seem totally I don't want to be insensitive but he doesn't seem like like his sister says, you know, I do have to keep an eye out for him because he's vulnerable and that, but like, he doesn't seem totally like he's incapable of making his own decisions. I don't think so um, either. He looks like he can work. He looks like he can. Yeah. He might be. I, I, so I found it, but I still wondered, what are you doing here? Like, I don't believe you have sex with her. I don't, I, in some cases, uh, I've watched this show and I've been like, that person gets a check and this person is basically living off of them. But yeah. he doesn't live with her. Right. It was so, all yeah, very odd. That's a great question. It was all very odd. So, but we don't have time to think about that because we got to go to the store. And the thing is, neither one of them drive. So this is when we meet Sharon. Ooh. Ricky's sister. Tell us what she looks like. She looks like somebody who knows her local cops by their first name. <laughs> She's got a lip piercing and eyebrow piercing. She's clearly in her 40s. 
She's got um, glasses so and many, a bandana. So many hand handmade tattoos. Yes. One that said, um, what did it say? Little Devil. Little Devil. Back. And it was definitely <laughs> freehand and definitely done yeah. by somebody still in training. And so... Totally. <laughs> Or just got out of prison. That's a prison tat that looked like. Yeah, um, my friend, my friend of a friend has been doing it for six months. He's so sick, like he's so cheap. You can get this done for fifteen bucks. Yeah, and it shows. Yeah, and, and like, the letters don't even have to be straight, babe. They can no. be spaced all out. We're, we're doing variable spacing. <laughs> we <Yeah>. don't care. <laughs> yeah, she's constantly got a cigarette in one hand and a lighter in another. Mm-hmm. She smokes. She's vaping weed. Um, it's one point and on Reddit, someone was like, well, that's legal in Washington. All drugs are legal in Washington state. And I was like, who are you? (laughs) What, what do you think's happening in Washington state? I'm sure. I don't know if if weed's legal there, but they said all drugs are legal in Washington state. I think they are decriminalized, but like, I mean, it still doesn't explain Sharon. Sharon is his older sister. She says she looks out for him. Neither one of them drive. So they kind of drive around. So this is the part where I was like, all right, this is the first time I was like, this, y'all are bad at planning because why is she, why is Lacey who can barely get in and out of a car have to ride with you guys to the store? Is because Lacey's on food stamps and she needs to use her food stamp card? I I don't know. I don't know how that all works, but I... I mean, maybe she just wants to be where the people are, you know? She said she, she wants like to be where the food is. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah. Because it's better than sex. <sighs> is it? <laughs> I mean, I did watch this show once and a small girl had to take care of her very large bedridden mother and she was frying pork chops that looked so fucking good. And yeah, I was like... I know that episode. Yep. So you know, you <laughs> and that little girl had her little hand just a shake. I was like, girl... You can come over and fry pork chops at my house. And you like, you know what the fuck you doing? <laughs> I was so, I, part of me was like, this is really sad. And she's trying to take care of her mother. Another part is you got to let the person who knows how to make the pork chops make the pork chops. And she know what the fuck she's doing. So let her. It, listen, it takes a special hand. Okay. It does. It does take a special hand. <laughs> so like, I, I get... I'm just saying that. So they're going to the store. She's He's walking around. She's like, get three packs of bacon. <laughs> she's her like coffees which are just like the the starbucks refrigerated frappuccinos which That's are right. so good <laughs> i know but like then she's like um you know i love a chocolate cake and she's like following him around and sitting down on her i guess is that a walker that also doubles as a sit like you can sit on it when you when you get tired like a, a scooty bike or whatever yeah yeah girl why would you bring raging up right now <laughs> I thought I would slip it in and see what happens. <laughs> you know, you know, I know all about Ray J's, all about his <laughs> ventures. And so I know when I see a scoot, when I hear a scooty bike, I know, I know who the fuck is behind it. <laughs> so, but they are, they get all a bunch of food. I'm really sure that she is on some sort of disability and she's on food stamps. I, yeah, cause, cause like I said, the, that apartment was pretty nice and she had decent things. And like you said, she'd been living there for years. So what is she also, I don't know, like maybe that's church housing. No, I, I think she's on a section eight and I think mm. she's just been in that place for a really long time. <clears throat> um, they did mention that she was working in a call center when she got out of college, um, uh, okay. which yeah, part I don't know of what the cost of living is in, in uh, Washington. I don't know either, but part of me is like, <laughs> you spent all that money to go to college to work in a call center that I worked in when I was 16. Damn, man. Right. Like, <sighs> I want to know what 
your student loans look like. But um, right. so so she is um, so, you know, they get back. They have all the food. Um, her and Ricky seem. I don't think they fuck, but they do no. say babe a lot and they do. They're like, come on, you got the coffee. You got the so and so. It's very the relationship is strange to me. It's very strange. And that's why it's so much more shocking that they'd only been together for a few weeks because they like act like they've been together for five years. And they're they're just like on the other side in a sexless marriage. Yeah. And just like they're friends, you know? <laughs> yeah. They got three kids. They're just yeah. really good friends. If one of them rolls over on top of the other one, it happens. But if not, we're not too worried about it. We just like right. eat pancakes together. Right. <laughs> Ugh. All right. So then they tell us she's got to get the doctor now. And but again, they don't drive. So Sharon's going to drive. And she says the reason that she's the one that's going to drive is because her mother said, if Ricky's going to Texas, that means you're going to Texas. So is that mean mm-hmm. that her mother said you need to drive him? She said I was volunteered to drive. But Sharon, you're in your 40s. You ain't got to do nothing. That's what I'm wondering. (laughs) Do you live with your mama too? Like, it seems like they all live in the same house and Sharon acts like big boss bitch. But she and her kids are staying in, you know, one section of the house. Ricky's in another. I heard she was in a custody battle during this whole thing. She lost lost custody of her kids. I'm sure she was. She looks like she (laughs) lost custody of her kids. (laughs) This is rude. And she came up to me, she was like, Yeah, my name's Sharon. I lost custody of my kids. I'd be like, Uh huh. Jet tracks. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> like that scene from um, The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Like, she just lost custody. They took her baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, again, though, if they just got my kids for me, I'm not driving down to Texas. Texas is far. It's 2,000 no. miles. It's, I looked Eastern Washington to Houston. Like Spokane to Houston, 31 hours. Why the fuck, princess? Did they think they were going to get there in two days? Let me just, first of all, the math hasn't mathed where they were at in a very long time. (laughs) One, only one person can drive, okay? Right. So that means Sharon has to drive the whole way through. And as someone who's like moved across country many times, I'm letting you guys know, you may think you're going to drive 12 hours. That's a long time to drive. You got to switch out from people because driving that long i know you think you're not doing anything but yes you are and it's tiring and so if i were planning a road trip now in my 40s with my lazy ass like when i was young i used to get on a china bus i used to fly standby i used to do all kinds of wild shit but i'm too old for that shit now and so now i would be like i'm going to fly i could probably drive eight hours a day if it's just me driving but that's Mm -hmm. it that's gonna be a lot anyway and so it's 31 32 hours Babe, that's four days. And that's if you forget, for, you got a medically fragile woman in the car. Right. Who likes to eat. So like, we're not going to be eating once every 12 hours. It's not going to work. Right. Like, so. Like, even when she was waking up in the bed, the bottom, like her ankles looked like they were going through it circulation wise. Yeah, she has lymphedema. Painful. They look so painful. So yeah, I can't imagine first of all why she was behind Sharon I don't understand uh, that it was so it was so cramped like so she has lymphedema like remember when we did the Wendy episode Wendy has that mm-hmm. I have it 
me and Wendy don't look like that. Okay. But that yeah. what she's got is that she has not like, she's, she's got a lot of weight. She hasn't been seeing a doctor or anything. So her legs are painful. All mm-hmm. of her fluid is down in her legs. Mm-hmm. And later when she tells she has cellulitis, she's got an infection in one of her legs, which yeah. uh, can go to your heart and kill you, by the way. So the fact that she's just rolling around with a fucking infection is a big deal. But yeah. like, so she's, so riding in the car is going to be a hard, like when, um, remember when Nini couldn't travel because she was, could get an embolism in the air and shit like that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a similar situation, although hers is more of a heart um, a heart thing. But like, you're not allowed to travel like that. You, or at least they don't suggest that you do stuff like that. So like the fact right, that, is- yeah. Go ahead. So even if you want it to be on the road for 20 hours a day driving, she shouldn't yeah. be. Also, a car needs gas. People need to poop. We'll get to it. And also, Sharon, you gotta eat. Sharon needs cigarettes. She Sharon needs another needs- monster. Kara, do you think Sharon was high the entire time? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and not from weed. I don't think. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, that's that's deep. Um, but she definitely wasn't sober. She definitely was not sober. But it didn't seem like uh, Lacey was either. Because there were a couple times where I'm like, girl, what's happening? Yeah. What's going on? Like, emote a little bit, <clears throat> Lacey. Like, she was just flat the whole yeah. time. Yeah. And she was, like, barely making eye contact. I don't know. It was very strange. But Princess... 30 minutes into their day one, mm. they stop at a KFC. And she gets extra, extra bacon. Someone on Reddit said, I didn't know you could just keep saying extra. They keep putting the bacon on there. <laughs> Are you supposed to, like, is there, a, is there a button for that? I'm not sure. <laughs> that but was a secret she, menu. <laughs> she says, I'm getting exhausted and I need some food. So she orders eight extra crispy drumsticks, <sighs> a large corn dog. Again, what is that? A large cheese curd. A Papa Burger with extra, extra bacon. That's and a, a franchise. That's not a real KFC because KFC don't have fucking corn dogs and a Papa right. Burger. That's a franchise somewhere. And mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, it was some sort of like KFC offshoot. Yeah, like there's one near me that's a KFC Long John Silver's. Mm. <laughs> and it's weird. I, like, <laughs> I don't even know what cheese curd is. Like, I've heard of that, but- It's fried it's cheese. Like- Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like it seems like something you get at a fair, not mm-hmm. in a drive-thru. It's like like chilies have some too. Like it's just like cheddar cheese breaded and you just fry the bitch. And it is delicious. It sounds great. But um, it also don't sound like it's on a diet. So, <laughs> no, so it does not sound like the thing that's going to be um picking you up after 30 minutes on the road. Yeah. So they and I also think there are some people who are so out of their bodies this like displaced from their bodies and separate from their bodies that mm-hmm. they don't understand what hungry feels like or what tired actually feels like 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 almost small kids do this and it's because they don't have the vocabulary for it like if they're upset they'll tell you they're sick and mm-hmm. you'll be like well they can't tell you how you're sick but if you find out that they're bored or they're upset about something. And I'm like, Lacey, this is what Lacey gives me. It feels like she's like, I'm tired. So I need to eat a bunch of fucking fast food right now. Right. And and I'm like, you might be tired from all this stress and everything of like trying to get on the road and stuff, but you're not physically tired. And cheese curds aren't going to 
make you feel better. I mean, it feels like you're having an emotional moment and you're right. saying, I want the food and which is, which is understandable, but I'm just saying that like her words don't match what happened. Yeah. Her reward system is all messed up. Really messed up. And so then the next thing that happens, I don't remember how far out they are. Do you remember how far out they are when she has to go to the bathroom? Um, it didn't seem like very far because, um, let's see, they, five hours in day two. Okay. So this might be day two. I think okay. it's day two. So it's day two and she has to go to the restroom and she keeps telling, uh, Sharon to like, find a place to go, find a place to go, find a place to go. Yeah. And this, she does. It is day two because she, because Sharon told her to go to the restroom before they set out. Uh-huh. And she gets out of the car and Ricky's jumping out to help. Number two. I got to go number two. And he's jumping out the car to go with her. And she just screams, new pants, new pants, new pants, <laughs> and runs into you. Now, this was an Asante level iconic moment because this is something that always sticks with me is that after Stephen um, yeeted himself out of the back of that <laughs> golf cart when they went apartment, <laughs> you, you always blame Stephen. You're like, he let go. You're like, you always blame Stephen. I like play the tape back. I, I'll do this to Bruder film footage. He let go on purpose because he wanted those pills, princess. Um, but he says, as he's laying in the street, call call like he had a shorthand for call the ambulance to his father was just call and so when you say like new pants the fact that like this has happened so many times you know that she she has like a shorthand for get me some new pants because i just shit myself princess where am i new pants new pants (laughs) ricky goes ricky it's up to ricky to explain to us ricky goes well she had a fart and it wasn't a fart. And guess as what? As many people do. As many people do. <laughs> so he's like over there getting new pants. Apparently she needs a diaper too, which the thing is, um, I was like, you should have had that adult diaper on to begin with because you yeah. your mobility is off right now and mm-hmm. you can barely get in and out of the car. And I'm not saying that you should have like shit in the car. That's not a good idea. But like, I would precaution like we're on a road trip now mm. sharon's on the phone going ooh we ooh girl to somebody <laughs> ooh the fuck we she is cackling that's another thing that sharon has she's constantly on the phone with somebody you know constantly on the phone with somebody ooh <laughs> we yeah and she and you know she listen if if somebody is shit in my car i would have I absolutely would have uh, called my mom and been like, mama, oh. you'll never the fuck believe what just happened. Uh-huh. Like, At 100%. Yeah. So also someone brought this up on Reddit that uh, some types of diabetes medicines make like makes this sort of accident happen. Mm. She said she was on 30 minutes. So like, yeah. yeah I mean, but Ricky was chalking it up to her diet and he's like, see, won't this be a lesson to you to maybe start eating a little healthier? I don't know. I went to KFC and didn't shit myself. So I don't know if that's like a thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. You just order a large cheese curd in less than 24 hours. So who knows 
what a, what's like, a pop up burger? I feel like that will hold you, not like push it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm sitting over here trying to CSI it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's unfortunate. Okay, yeah. but he goes in there because he's got to wipe her butt. Oh, can you imagine? No, like that. That in a in a normal circumstance when she's prepared. But my God. Yeah, and then like just throw those pants and underwear away. Don't even like try to. Just, oh no! Just put that in the trash can mm-hmm. and like move on. I'm sure it wasn't expensive. We can go to Walmart anytime. Let's just put that shit in the trash. Right. You can get some some denim capris anyway. all year long at Walmart. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but this is just like one of the things that happens on this trip because Sharon takes this trip. Like, first of all, they're not making time because it's two days in. They're already supposed to be in Houston. Right. I mean, if they had a rocket, that's what I'm saying. They will be in Houston by now, but they don't. They're in a fucking broke down Tahoe whose check engine light is on the entire time. (laughs) The entire time. Like, (laughs) but it's cool. Let's just drive to Texas. That's not a problem. But they're in Utah and they're like 19 hours away. And in Utah, Sharon decides to find out what the fuck is going on in this relationship. Yeah, she wants answers right In now. Utah. Like, we, we didn't, <laughs> nobody thought to ask this before we got on the fucking road. Like, <laughs> they've only been together for seven minutes. She's got to take her, got to take her time. I guess. Well, she's like, they haven't even dating. She's saying at this point when they're driving, they haven't been dating a full month. <clears throat> Wild. And Sharon doesn't think Ricky is smart enough to know that, which is when, when I was like, okay, so what you're mm-hmm. trying to tell me is that Ricky probably gets in these, like the Sharon implies that Ricky gets in these situations a lot where women use him. Yeah. And she's talking to the camera. Like we all see it. You guys like, this is not love. <laughs> he, he's like a dope basically who just like always is a hero and a white knight. And this is bullshit. But one thing I want to ask Sharon is if you had not offered to drive them to Texas, they'd still be in Washington because neither one of those motherfuckers can drive. Right. So you could have said no. Right. You are the reason we're going to Texas. Um, I think I think Mama Sharon and Mama Ricky slipped her like she's like, listen, I'll give you five hundred dollars. You don't have to pay rent this month. Just take them down to Texas. Mm. There was something know. in it for her. I don't know. I I also. Later when we find out that Sharon is Ricky's power of attorney. Mm-hmm. She says that when the cops come and we'll get there. And so I'm like, if she's his power of attorney, does that mean financially and medically so that does she get Ricky's check? And that could be, that would not surprise me. Yeah. Does she get Ricky's check? And that's, that explains why she's so involved in his life and involved yeah. in what he's doing, because this is not like an altruistic endeavor. Like she's trying to make it seem like i'm sure she loves her brother but come on you love the drama i know like people like people are really on sharon's side i'm like i don't see a hero in this pile of shit that we're looking at guys so i don't know how you got there but fine i mean we have to talk more she's never never once is she de-escalating the situation (laughs) never never (laughs) and then later she tells us that he has emotional um epilepsy and i was Mm. like I had to look that shit. I was like, I had never heard no shit like that in my life. And she says, like, when things get like, 
like when he gets in tense situations, he can have a seizure. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so is that why you've been screaming since you got on the fucking screen? <laughs> is that why? Because right. he should have had six seizures. Like, what is the fuck, man? And you know that they're like rolling down the highway. She's just blowing cigarette smoke in, right in his face and probably yeah. looking at ICP, you know? Yeah, they got the windows down, which means they don't have no AC. Yeah, you're listening to, to fucking the latest the, the oldest album from Limp Biscuit over and over. <laughs> oh my god. If she is listening, she looks like she's looking, she looks like she goes to juggalo uh, conventions. A thousand percent. <laughs> she's selling jello shots to like her fellow juggalettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it takes them five days to get to doctor now. <laughs> Of course it does. <laughs> she missed her We're appointment. Like six <laughs> hours, six hours a, a day, maybe. Yeah, it took them five fucking days. Ooh. And when she gets there, she weighs 593 pounds. Um, and yeah. you know, she didn't know, and she, neither did Ricky. No, and she said that she was embarrassed for Ricky to see her weight. I said, like, Man, this man has been wiping your booty. Like, <laughs> right, like you think this is gonna be the final straw? Girl. Y'all are one. Y'all right. are one now. Y'all don't have no secrets from each other. He's seen your butthole. What is it like, girl? In a gas station in like in a, southern Utah. Like that's a, love, baby. In a gas station. Do you know I would have, if I had shit myself in that car, I would have never told anybody. I would have just walked funny to the, and they would have been like, Princess, why are you getting new pants? I was like, girl, I got to change my outfit. You know, yeah. I would have I lied and walked funny to the bathroom because I would have been too embarrassed. Oh, what? What do you mean? Why do you smell like um the you know (laughs) fake eau de parfum that they they sell in the gas station? I I have no idea. I feel like uh you know I just want to try it out. Like there's nothing to see here. Stop asking me questions. (laughs) Why do you have the black ice air fresheners in your pocket? Yeah, I would definitely, I would never tell anybody. But so like now we're this close that I'm going to admit that I shitted on myself and you've been wiping my butt for a month. And so you can see how much I weigh. I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> so Dr. Now, when he does the thing, he always basically, I, I can't do Dr. Now, but I'm going to tell you that he basically says, why are you so fat? To everybody that comes in there. <laughs> why do you eat so much? why you eat so much um he is like wh- yeah basically why do you eat why are you so fat she's like well because i eat too many carbs he's like no that's not it <laughs> that's not it he's like because you know not to eat the carbs so what's the problem no she's like she says carbs like if she got on atkins this would not be an issue right. and i'm like girl no and also this is, reminds me you guys remember i famously believe chloe kardashian when she said that she stopped eating carbs and that's how her whole face and body changed and i was like wow and i still said to myself no i'm gonna keep eating carbs because i because i can't stop that i don't care if you, get, if you get a whole new head from not eating carbs and so uh lacy's in the same position she believes that if she stopped eating carbs none of this would be a problem and yet yeah. she's like but no fuck that i'm gonna keep eating carbs <laughs> she's wild she's a wild woman yeah <laughs> uh, so you know he just basically tells her he tells her to, what he tells everyone that you have to lose weight before you can be considered for the surgery because i need to know that you're going to be like trying to stick with this program the same program you're going to be on after your surgery yeah 
And so he wants her to lose 50 pounds. He says she can do it in a month. It should be easy. He's going to give her two months. Mm-hmm. And so the, when he, once he said this, I said, why the fuck did she just drive five days down here? Right. Like, what was that? What was the point of all that? <laughs> At one point he says, I'm concerned that Lacey's not ready to take responsibility for any part of her life in any way. <laughs> so why is she down here then? Yeah. This could have been a video call where they FedEx you some materials and then you have right. a conversation, you get, you go to the hospital near you, you get a weight check. And then right. doctor now talks to you and it's like, okay, this, this, and that. And then he says, okay, once you lose 50 pounds, call back, make an appointment. And we'll talk about getting you down here for surgery and like being in this program because other, so he even mentions you drove five days to get here. It's going to take you five days to get home. Mm-hmm. Where's the job? He tells her, like, because of that, that's not healthy for you. And if you do lose the 50 pounds and you need to make a plan to move to Houston permanently. He doesn't even know he should, she shit on herself. He's just like <laughs> off the rip is like, this isn't good. He, like, he just knows. You think the boom operator didn't tell him to the <laughs> Doctor now, man, it was real crazy. She shit on herself at a gas station, man. <laughs> and I don't know, like, what? Um... <laughs> I have a question. Where are the jobs? We can just leave for five fucking days. That's what I'm wondering. So Sharon don't have no job. And it looks like ain't no reason you shouldn't have a job, Sharon. I think Ricky is uh, on disability for developmental things. Um, I think uh, Lacey's on disability because she's fat. Yeah, there must be some sort of like stipend that they get for moving down to houston because yeah like how do you expect these people who are largely yeah living on government assistance to just like up and move across the country for weight loss and not even a job at the end of that rainbow i don't get it i think production pays for um lodging on the trip because yeah um, they're at these hotels i'm like there's no like when i was super poor i wouldn't that's not a hotel i would have stopped at right I would have stopped at the twenty nine ninety nine for the night, the one that don't even come with sheets. <laughs> I would have been there. <laughs> Actually, right. I would have slept in a car. Me and my husband have done like road trips in which we, he's like my best road trip partner and we just switch off driving. And mm-hmm. one person sleeps and the other mm-hmm. person does it. And so we don't really stop except for, and we don't stop unless the car needs to stop, meaning it needs gas. And that's when you go to the restroom and that's when you get something to eat. And until then you need to wait till the car needs to stop again. <laughs> so, right. So like, yeah. I, I, the fact that these people are staying in hotels and stuff, I was like, I don't, they, I think they afford that through production. I mean, it has to, because most of those hotels are like much nicer than where these people are actually living. Right. It's nicer than your apartment. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next time we see them, I think it's like two months later or it might be four months later because it takes. No, I think the- that we're in the second month. Okay. So in the second month, they're engaged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dog the story of how they got engaged is convoluted <laughs> i couldn't figure it out did you i yeah well ricky tried to act like he was trying to be really covert and was like you know i was just asking her do you like a flashy ring or do you like a more personal ring and so he claims that he was like being very uh elusive about it but she was like curious but then when she says that he proposed she also had a ring for him right and so I don't know if you know wait, wait, wait. this. Wait, wait, wait. What? He also said that, did you write down the location of the proposal? It was in a mall. Yeah. <laughs> that they what went to the mall. Do you think that he 
what store do you think he proposed in front of? I don't know. What <laughs> I feel like my understanding is that he did not have the ring, that he went with her to the mall, proposed to her in front of the store, and then went in there and bought the ring. Was that not what happened? That's kind of what I thought. He was like, I maybe, but it's like, why don't you? I, I, why am I trying to make sense of Ricky's choices? I don't know. <laughs> if you want to propose to me in a mall, make sure it's in front of Auntie Annie's because that's where I want to go in the mall all the time. The smell, <laughs> the smell adds to the ambiance. Yeah. See, in my mind, he proposed to her in front of like a rack room shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't go to the good mall, babe. So yeah. <laughs> they didn't... yeah a, books, a books a million. One of those. <laughs> An abandoned books a million. Right. This is happening during COVID. So. <laughs> <laughs> which which brings to me this all right so this aired in 2021 they i feel like they they <clears throat> they filmed this either so they they might have filmed this in 2021 when sharon's yelling about when they met they met in april mm-hmm. they go down within a month they're down to dr now's and within the second month they're proposed to each other do you think that's they got it when the stimulus came out oh yeah probably so they each got like i don't remember what the stimulus was like two grand or something like that or they got Mm -hmm. something and then they went and proposed to each other yeah for sure yeah i think that's what happened and they and they had a little extra cash because they have the stimulus out now i don't know if you know this but this story is essentially the same story about how david beckham proposed to victoria he pulled out a ring and was like (laughs) will you marry me and victoria was like i got a ring too will you marry me and then mm. that's how they got here. <laughs> so I'm I just saying. That. I'm just saying. They, True they, love. Yeah, great minds think alike, and <laughs> they, they're on a David and Victoria Beckham level type love because they <laughs> I got to do an episode about them. I really you do. fucking do about <laughs> how. Remember how he was like in love with her assistant and like basically hell yeah in a relationship with just like it might, it might have been his assistant. Um. And they traveled together. They were just like in a fucking relationship and then it stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. And the nanny. And the nanny. And do you remember when she, I don't know if it was a real, like it wasn't a special. She had, they had a show on MTV. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like a one season type thing. Yep. Where they moved to LA and she's interviewing nannies and she, the nanny's like, will I be working with David? And Victoria looks at her and says, do you want to work with David? Like, <laughs> bitch, your name is crossed off. The fact right. you even said David's name is you're done. Yep. <laughs> and I, I, I never forgot that. Have a husband to you, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never forgot that. I always said to myself, I ever hire a nanny or a housekeeper, if they go, and what about your husband? I'm like, crossed off. Don't even mention him. Don't even look at him. <laughs> He's just yep. done. She, yep. Yeah. So like, please do an episode about them. You're the person, like, I, I really just really appreciate especially on your Patreon, you do these episodes where you kind of like give us the whole fucking story because instead of just talking about like one thing that happened and all of my knowledge about Kardashians comes from you. All of them. <laughs> oh, now, uh, Hilaria, I, I had no idea who that bitch was. I just kind of <laughs> knew there was a woman pretending to be not white by impersonating another white person. That's yeah. what, <laughs> so... And, <laughs> And then she was married to the guy from 30 Rock. And I was like, okay. And, but you like laid the shit out for me. And at yeah. the end, I was like, oh, this person has a problem. And this is before her husband shot up that lady on the set. Um, this, yeah. this is a problem. You did like five 
I did four episodes on Hilarious. It's sick. Every time I think about it, it makes me sick. (laughs) It was really fucking good, though, Thank you. (laughs) Really good. So, like, I would love to get a David and Victoria Beckham. And you make sure when you talk about their um, their engagement that it was just like Lacey and Ricky's engagement because that's... I will, I will. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> two months in, they're engaged. And yeah. by month four, Lacey has a, vi- a video call with Dr. Now because he wants to know like what the deal is. Like um, you were supposed to do two months and then call and get an appointment because you were supposed mm-hmm. to lose 50 pounds. And she didn't. She's and busy. She's Princess, busy. She's she got very engaged. busy. She got yeah. engaged. <laughs> She's very busy cutting down slowly on the carbs and yeah. she got engaged. Not eating yeah. as much pizza. Right. Um, <sighs> getting engaged in a mall during COVID. Princess, did you notice like her breathing was so labored? Yeah. I'm like, oh, did she have COVID? This, this, no, she it, had an egg roll. That's what she had. <laughs> and so she had just finished housing a Chinese food <laughs> delivery. <laughs> I too breathe like that after I'm done eating like that. (laughs) Right. Uh, Dog, like she really, really, Dr. Now was so shady. He was so shady. He goes, you should have easily lost 100 pounds but now, but I'm not sure if that's true because of the way you look. I, Dr. Now is a carnival barker that can look at you and see how much you weigh. And that, I've never let Dr. Now look at me. He won't be yelling my weight from 12 feet of fucking way. Hell no, about- he's like RoboCop. <laughs> he's like RoboCop. It, yeah. Exactly. I feel like the first thing I say if I ever got in a, in a room with Dr. Now, in a parking lot with Dr. Now is, please don't yell out my weight because I know you know exactly how much I weigh from looking at me. <laughs> Down to the tenth of a pound. Yeah. He's, oh my God. <laughs> God, he must be terrible. He must be terrible to go to like family dinners and shit. Anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. I see that you've gained six pounds. That's right. interesting. <laughs> oh, and from here, it looks like your cholesterol is a little high. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Fuck you, Dr. Now. <laughs> so she got weight. He asked her to go get weighed at a hospital. And he is absolutely right. He's never wrong when he says, it looks like you weigh this amount because mm-hmm. she only lost 16 pounds. She's at 577. Yeah, in four months. In four months. But she is still, I mean, there's a scene where, you know, they're calling each other babe and he's like trying to give her a carb. I think what happened, like a tortilla or whatever, I think what's going on is that she, she's still stuck on this carb thing. He does give them a low carb diet. Don't get me wrong. But she yeah. is focusing on the carbs and also not the calorie because the fact right. is mm-hmm. if she was in a 1200, like guys don't think I'm like promoting Dr. Now's fucking diet. All right. The fact is weight loss is really hard once you get to a certain weight and 1200 calories is actually not enough to live on. Like you should not be on mm-hmm. 1200 calorie a day diet. But yeah. if she were actually eating 1200 calories, even if it was all, all carbs, she would have still lost weight. Um, yeah. And so- I think they're walking. She's doing more than she used to do, but she's just not, she's not following the diet. And no, this is all for the camera where they're walking around the apartment and they're doing their wee fit exercises. Oh, you're saying, (laughs) you're saying that, see, this is, this is how naive I am. Okay. I was like, yeah, they walk now. And you're like, yeah, princess, they walk now that the cameras got here. (laughs) I, I mean, I'm sure it's happened, 
but i mean she did look like honestly like the bottoms of her legs did look healthier they looked a lot less aggressively red yeah so she was probably doing something but yeah yeah she's you're right she was too attached to the carbs first of all ricky that tortilla was not zero calories Ricky, he's probably giving her fucking candy. Be like, I got some right. zero calories. Zero trans fat, zero, zero calories, but somehow it's got thirty three grams of carbs in it. Ricky, <laughs> does that make sense to you? You know, he shows up with Pizza Hut. I got the zero calorie Pizza Hut, and she's right. like, "Yeah, give it to me." <laughs> Ricky, bless him. <laughs> so what happens is she's she's planning to move to Houston, which I was like, "Why?" <laughs> you right. didn't lose any of the way she made those poor mormon boys move her futon out girl while they're in their whites and, and black pants poor things girl like the mormons um near where i live have started standing outside with signs like you know when they do car washes uh-huh they start staying standing outside with signs saying jesus loves me loves you ask me how and oh, like Lord. they're in their outfits, you know, their Mormon uh-huh. outfits. I guess because we told them to stop coming to our fucking houses. So now they're just like on the side of the fucking highway. <laughs> and then sometimes they don't even have the sign. They just stand on the side of the highway and wave directly to every car. And it's weird. They make eye contact with you in the car and wave at you. It's, I mean, the fact that they can't read how creepy that is. Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> like, and then if you kind of slow down, they kind of like kind of move towards your car. And I'm like, bitch, I'm going to the McDonald's. I don't right. want whatever you this I want fries. Right <laughs> yeah. but, I gotta put these first. <laughs> yeah. New pants, new pants. So, <laughs> so so I guess she, she says it's a member of her church that she doesn't really go to because she hasn't been able to go. So is she Mormon, you think? I guess so, because I don't know why else those boys would have been there. Yeah. Yeah. So um it's a week later, she's moving to Houston. Again, she has not been approved. She does. I don't think she has an appointment with doctor now. I don't think she uh, has been approved for surgery. She's just moving to Houston. She hadn't even been approved for the apartment until they got on the road. That's true. It's. I was like, where the fuck were y'all going? So they, yeah. they moved all her shit out. Her church people, she's like, they told me they're going to donate whatever is left. I'm like, okay. And then Sharon's there, of course, because they can't go nowhere without Sharon. And Sharon's like, um Lacey are you gonna get up and help are you gonna get up and help and Mm -hmm. Sharon's kind of a bitch but I will say that when she came to say that I she'd been sitting there on the couch when people were moving around her and I was like is Lacey gonna help move her own things or honestly and like the only reason why she got up off the couch is because they had to move it out yeah yeah so like you know Lacey is a bit I mean Sharon is a bitch but also there was point made there and Lacey's like, I helped pack last night. I helped. Well, babe, you ain't helping. You moving. We helping. So you right. got to do it. And then I'll help you. Not we do it and you help us. That's not, that's not what right. this is. Right. But they've got a U-Haul. They've moved all of Ricky's things into it from wherever he lived. I, I'm sure it was Sharon. They move uh, Lacey's things into it. And then they get on the road. And as they're getting gas, they get a call saying they actually got the apartment that they're mm-hmm. driving to. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank so, God. <laughs> yeah, and it's not so it's not going to be available to the thirteenth where he sign where she signs the lease. Well, she is relative. I think he's getting part of the lease too. Like mm-hmm. I think yeah. they're calling him. So I think 
he's the one with the lease. And right. and that's also the same day that they have an appointment with Dr. Now, the 13th, mm-hmm. supposedly. Um, so they're four days out. They're four days out. Um, but they get behind schedule because the car still has a check engine light on. Um, it's, it's now got some wild green rims. Thank you for mentioning the rims. Like, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Those bright green rims. Like, that's the last thing that that car needed. But okay. Yeah. Go off there. There are a bunch of beanie babies on the dashboard and a fuzzy, a fuzzy uh, steering wheel cover and a fuzzy seat. But like, I don't. There's a. <laughs> there's a lot going on with this car and also the car is housing about 1500 pounds of people in the bitch too yeah and a trailer in the back and a u-haul in the back yeah so they're behind schedule at some point and Lacey keeps needing to stop which is like at this point you've already done this drive you know Lacey's gonna keep having to stop we already fucking know okay and they're stopping to eat it's Wendy's because yeah. Sharon's complained they gave her chili with one cracker. With one cracker. <laughs> and she does need to go back and beat their ass because how are you going to eat chili with one cracker? <laughs> That's true. She's absolutely right. And the only thing that Lacey could say is, gosh, I wish I could have chili. I used to love chili. What's Lacey eating though? She's not eating a salad. Ricky is. I think they got a salad. She ate the chicken from the salad and he ate the lettuce. <sighs> Whatever. Like... <laughs> just, just just like i understand being i've seen episodes where someone was moving down to houston and they did want to eat better and they did want to and they did want to do like better but there really is only fast food to eat down there i mean i guess you could keep stopping at subways and get like a sandwich and like you know yeah try to like not get all the extras to it and all that stuff but like if you're on the road road trip food is is not diet food yeah. And a lot of times we see them packing their own food. Like the people yeah. who are super motivated, they'll like pack lunches for themselves. Yeah. You see them drinking like big bottles of water and maybe they do stop at a Burger King, but they get like a chicken sandwich with nothing on it and they don't like right. the fries and they're, they're like, so I, so I'm like, I'm not mad that for stopping at Wendy's, but I'm like, always seen you eat is fast food. And like, I just don't believe, like, I don't, if you need more people, Lacey, I don't believe you. So, yeah, this is when Sharon's like decides she needs to talk. She want to talk about some stuff. She's like, so what <laughs> you gonna tell this doctor? Because he's gonna be like, girl, get out of here because you ain't doing the diet. And right. You're not even losing weight. And I'm like, Sharon, why'd you bring this up before? Why did you bring this up before we got on the fucking road? Because <laughs> why? Yeah, why am I getting into it with you over chili over a yeah. large wind chili? you know what it is she want her fucking crackers and she's upset now so she's like now if i'm upset can't nobody in this fucking car be happy so let's do it let's get yep. into this um but she's like telling her and at least she's like i've already talked about it. i'm not gonna talk about it again i don't know if that's a camera thing like i've already talked about it on camera and i don't want to explain it again um and sharon says you know what you're just ugly I don't mean physically, mm-hmm. but your personality is ugly. Ugly <laughs> on the inside, and all you do is eat and cry. <laughs> she's well, like, I've been doing all the work. She's like, yeah, all you do is eat and cry, eat and cry. And Lacey says, Sharon called me fat. And Sharon's like, you are. And Lacey said, <laughs> you are too. And Sharon goes, I know. 
looking at each other. I was like, yeah, two fat people in the car. Why y'all? Well, we don't call each other fat because look at you both fat. Now, the fact that Sharon is, Sharon probably weighs, I don't know, 150 pounds less than, maybe 200 pounds less than, than Lacey. Yeah. Like, it, like, Sharon's not skinny. Like, I don't know why she'd be walking around calling people fat. Also, bold. Yeah, it's real bold. And also, like, <laughs> The whole reason y'all are on the camera is because Lacey is fat. Why are you saying obvious? Right. <laughs> she knows. The show is called My 600 Pound Life, Lacey. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, uh, Lacey says she's tired of this. And Sharon says, she, you know, all you do is eat and cry, eat and cry. And somehow they just end up driving away. And all we hear as the car moves is, I'm only going to deal with you for so much longer. Right? And guess and what? She was right. She was telling the fucking truth. <laughs> One thing, one thing we're gonna say about Sharon is she ain't no liar. One she, thing we're gonna say about Sharon is she ain't no fucking liar. And and Lacey knew it because she did sheepishly be like, thanks for driving us. Yeah. Like no, it's too late for that girl. Too late for that. Ricky hasn't said a goddamn word. Okay. Ricky mm-hmm. in the back eating salad and not saying nothing throughout yep. all of this. So they they're realizing they're not gonna make it in time. And Lacey should call Doctor now, but it turns into a discussion about how she missed it a June appointment, right? Yes. And Sharon asks her why, and she lies. And it's obvious she's lying because she sits there and tries to think of it for a full fucking minute. Right. She's lying. It, um, she, Yeah, she's like, uh, well, see, what had happened was, is, um, uh, gosh, I really can't remember. It was so <laughs> long ago. Like, ooh, um, gosh, what was it? I think maybe it was because... We didn't have money for the plane tickets. I, I really can't remember. Yeah. And they started arguing. And this, you know, this really like f- further leads me to think like it, they did get stimulus money. Mm-hmm. And because Lacey, uh, Sharon's like, what the fuck do you mean? You were shopping. Air flights are so cheap right now. Right. Even if she would have to buy two seats, because I'm sure she would have to get on the plane. Um, mm-hmm. the, it would have been cheap and everything and it's so obvious that Lacey's lying but it took me I had to watch this thing three or four times to kind of understand because it, it started from zero to 100 it just got so fast yeah it was it was confusing and I mean she's absolutely right like the cost of them driving all the way down there was probably several times more <laughs> than it would have for them to fly and it took longer. And yes, it's embarrassing to be on a plane when you're super overweight like that. But the embarrassment of getting on and off the plane, that's just, that's 15, 20 minutes twice, not yes. five fucking days in the car. And she's right. Like they're in a pandemic. It's, there probably were a lot less people flying at that point. So, I mean, I get it, but she's, I mean, she, she was wrong for mentioning that. Yeah. So like, Sharon gets really, she's yelling, she's getting personal, she's calling her a liar. And then Ricky's like, are you, are you lying? And Sharon goes, of course she's lying. Look at her, she's lying. She's over here trying to fake cry and shit. Look at this bitch fake crying next to me. I was like, damn, Sharon. (laughs) She at one point calls him, you, now you got my stupid, pathetic brother. And all you do is use him and tell him, like, what the fuck do you do for him? Yeah. Um, like I was like, so, like a lot of people on the internet are like, oh, Sharon only cares about her brother. I was like, 
I don't know that Sharon cares that much about her brother. Like she, she just called to, him pathetic. So yeah, she, and stupid. And like, it's, I don't know. I don't think she cares that much about it. I think she cares about controlling the situation, whether her intentions yeah. are good or not, but I think she's not very nice to her brother. And so, no. you know, she called there. She says all that Lacey's been doing is shopping and she's not ready to lose weight. And why are they doing mm-hmm. this? And I said, again, why are we talking about this? fucking 19 hours into a fucking <laughs> right right is- she's asking like what do you what have you done for my brother and she's like well i've loved ricky more than any other woman and sharon's like you've only been with the motherfucker since april what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so they start to argue a lot and this is where we find out that he's an emotional epileptic and that mm. Uh, which makes me believe that Sharon yells around him all the time because he hasn't had a fucking seizure yet. He's used to this. Right. So, I, and you know, he must know not to say anything because she would have snapped on him more yeah. than she already is. Yeah, he's like very divorced from this. Like, he's like looking out very. the window and shit. Like, this right. all have nothing to do with me. <laughs> right. So they stop the car. They get out at like a, a, a truck stop or something. And Ricky gets out with her. And then they go to the side and they talk. And he's like, oh my God. if you lying, you got to lie. You can't be telling lies that hurt people. Like when I lie to you, it's just to start a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like Ricky, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, what have you been lying about, Ricky? Right. <laughs> you been like, Nothing, just conversation better. starters. Right. <laughs> he was really reminding me of um uh who's Amber's baby daddy from T Bob. <laughs> Gary, he did remind me of Gary. <laughs> you really they start making out with each other like yeah. Oh it was a wet, nasty kiss on the side of these this truck stop bathroom. Bathroom. Ugh, I know you could smell you know how those truck stop bathrooms have that smell. You know, yeah. the like chemical and pee smell. Just yeah. imagine that wafting through your nostrils as you're making out with a guy. Who don't just do unimportant lies that don't affect people. <laughs> like, like I what? do. Just do unimportant lies. Like I'll be telling you. <laughs> a real Romeo and Juliet moment that's happening right now. So, you know, they Lacey goes to the restroom and Ricky goes back to talk to Sharon. As soon as he gets in the car, Sharon's like, you are not in love. She's a mm-hmm. disgusting person for using you. She's not losing weight. You're not going staying in Texas. Good nope. talk. Nope. <laughs> and he's like, uh, well, all right. Yeah. That he's good talk agreeable towards Sharon. That, yeah, that, that good talk sent me. Like she was like, and this is this is a nice conversation we have. Break. <laughs> so they get back on the road. Ricky says that if Lacey is lying to is lying to him. He's not staying with her. If she doesn't follow this program, he's done. Now, yeah. they straight keep arguing. It looks like they are continuing the argument for. This is what I meant by the editing. It feels like they spliced up the editing. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get out of the car, make out, and then get back in the car and start the same conversation? Right, and because all of a sudden you're like, oh, if you keep going on, I'm going to take my ring back. Like, what yeah. happened? Yeah, what happened? So that's when, you know, Sharon is talking about, look at you, bitch, trying to fake, look at this bitch trying to fake cry next to me. You can't even real cry. (laughs) And then Ricky says, out of nowhere, yells, I'm done. Yeah. 
And the look on Lacey's face, Lacey looks back like, what? Like her face, <laughs> her face flips back when she says Yeah. This. Um, She's like begging. Like, yeah. Ah. It's, it's, I mean, imagine somebody breaking up in the car. You can't even like, you can't do anything. You can't even see him because he's behind you. You can't even see him. Great. And they don't have GoPros in this car. I think that's the cameraman in there. Yeah. So, like, also, you got this extra person in the car that's probably going, as long as she don't shit herself again, please, God, just like, right. <laughs> you can be screaming for 14 hours. <laughs> I could take the cigarette and Red Bull smell, but this is too much for me. Yeah. And so, um, she's like, what? And then Sharon says, now, this is another part of the editing because it feels like they added audio here that was said before. She says, I'm I'm finding a gas station and you're, you're about to get left in Temple, Texas, which is mm-hmm. about an hour, hour and a half up from me. I used to go there a lot because my kids have saw a doctor. There's a big medical center there. So how far away is that from Houston? It's like two, like if they went to Austin and then left Austin and went to Houston, it's five hours away. But if they went to, like, if they, if they're just, if they're not going to keep going down, they're going to go straight towards Houston. I think she's like two and a half hours away. I mean, that's if we drive two and a half hours, but they're not doing that. So like, based on the way they've been traveling. Like six days or so. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) based on the way they're traveling with all the stops and shit, I, I would expect them to be in Houston within four hours. Mm, so so this is what happens they stop the car again the audio is definitely Sharon talking but I don't I don't understand why she would be walking away from the car saying I'm gonna kill you in your sleep right because she just said she was gonna drop your ass off here why why would she be there when you go to sleep right (laughs) so yeah she's she's I feel like Sharon's yeah I feel like Sharon said that two days ago she's probably been saying it this whole time yeah so as they're walking away ricky gets out sharon gets out Lacey calls the cops (laughs) (laughs) and i was like no she is threatening you but like she's been threatening you since she met you she threatened you before you ever got in the car back in washington right I, i don't what like what was she hoping for i'm not sure now do you believe that if she had not called the cops, they would have kept driving to Houston? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like if she had just like let her get out and like walk around the gas station a couple times, Sharon, then maybe she would have calmed down. Maybe if yeah. she had like half a beer or something, they would have gotten along fine. But yeah, it was so one end of the spectrum to the other like like too too extreme Sharon seems like a shit talker to me and I felt like she would want to talk shit to you than the 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 remaining of the four hours and if she wasn't talking to you she'd be on the phone talking to somebody else talking shit about you as she drives you yeah Sharon's just the kind of woman that you just gotta let her let it out and then maybe she'll like come back down to earth later yeah and then she'll be like should we stop at this Bucky's, which is a big gas station, or should we go to Hardy's? What do you think? And you'd be like, mm-hmm. she would try to kill me for two hours. Right. <laughs> she's like, you want mayo on your sandwich? And I'm like, girl, right. you don't care about me. <laughs> so, right. She's trying to crack jokes and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So the fact is, I don't know that they're in Temple. 
okay? Because I'll, I'll talk about this when the ambulance gets there, but wherever they are, the cops come. And if they mm. were in Houston, the cops would not have come for that phone call. They wouldn't have come here in Austin either. Mm. She calls, she goes, my name, she gives her whole fucking name. She gives their whole fucking names. She right. calls them. I was like, damn. <laughs> she gives the. She says he's her ex-fiance. They're about to leave her on the side of the road. And she doesn't have anywhere to go. She'll be homeless. She is disabled. And the cops show up. Mm. Um, they definitely seem like the cop chuckles a lot when he's talking. He's like, yeah, so let me get this straight. And <laughs> like, no, baby, you ain't gonna get it straight. Cause it's, cause we don't even have it straight. We were watching it on camera. <laughs> I don't even know what fucking happened. Right. So I guess she's like trying to hold Ricky's hand. Ricky's upset. Cause he's like, you called the cops on me. Um, yeah, and he said something about how, like, she accused him of being abusive toward her. Which I don't know that she did, but I feel like when the cops got there, they were like, hey, you know, we got to call. This is your fiance, ex-fiance. She says that you guys are, like, yelling at her. And, you know, I feel like they paraphrased it. I don't think she said, Ricky's abusing me. Yeah. Um, But I still, Kara, listen, I'm on Sharon's side most of the time she's making good points she's just like a really wild scary person to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like if you had called me the cops on me in temple texas which is a very small area like i mean there's a big mall there's a big um medical center but like it's not a lot there like i would be terror i'd be like why the fuck did you just call the cops on me because and also the cops are not here to give you rides like if you don't have a ride you don't call the cops Right. There's not like a special, um, you know, like uh, triage or uh, housing for people who are getting kicked out by their uh, ex-fiance and his sister. You know, like what did she expect them to pay for her hotel? Like, what does she expect? I don't know. I think she's just one of those people that calls the cops on people. And I was like, so now I don't even like you, Lacey. I thought someone fucked up. She likes to play victim. She does. I mean, she is a professional victim. Yeah. And as we get to, like, she's like, I was like, she's really good at, like, getting people to take care of her. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So, the amp, so, like, they basically, they're, like, Sharon's like, you stupid bitch, you're lucky the cops are here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're Sharon. lucky the cops are here and I'm out of state. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like Sharon, oh, so you know, you've it doesn't, been here before. It doesn't seem like this is the first time you said something like that. <laughs> you said it, that very easily. <laughs> that, that's information that you need to know to say. We'll just say that. Yeah, and Ricky's really upset now. Um, I and so they she gets a few things out of the car, but it's like she gets an oxygen tank, some medicines, and a few clothes out of the mm-hmm. U-Haul. And as he's getting out of U-Haul, like she's like, he's like, I've taken care of you. You can't even wipe your own butt. And she's like, Thank you for wiping my butt. Thank you for wiping my butt. <laughs> Thank you for wiping my butt. She says that over and over again. Uh-huh. And then she calls the cops over to help her move her stuff. And he's just yeah. like, the look, he's like, oh, yeah, girl, where are you going? <laughs> Fine, I'll help you get your... And then they call the ambulance. You forgot that as Ricky opened the U-Haul, a bunch of Honey Nut Cheerios came flying out? <laughs> like a sitcom. Like, it was, it just came <laughs> falling out. And I'm like, y'all packed the Honey Nut Cheerios? Like, <laughs> you gave the Mormons all your old furniture, but kept the Cheerios? The Cheerios. They also carried oh. some Sprite. Some, uh, <laughs> I saw oh that they God. had like two liter bottles. I was like, damn. So <laughs> she goes over, they have her like sitting out in front of the, the gas station and 
and yeah, the there's like a comes. McDonald's attached to it. Yeah, and the ambulance comes. the The nicest person in there is Doug. That's his name. He's the ambulance. He's also the only one wearing a mask, by the way. Only yeah. one. And mm-hmm. and he goes, "Hi, I'm Doug. What's going on?" And she explains to him that she has lymphedema. She has cellulitis, which is the infection in her left leg. Her oxygen. She's like she doesn't feel good. And he agrees to take her to a hospital. He asks if a hospital in Bryan is okay. Now, here's the thing, though, guys. Bryan is like over an hour away from Temple. Mm. It's over an hour away. That's why I'm like, they're fucking with like that audio where she's like, I'm gonna drop you off in Temple. I'm like, I don't think that's what happened. I think they're closer to Bryan. So it, <clears throat> it makes me suspect all the audio that was happening right there. Um, so it's about an hour away. He takes her to the hospital. He even takes her shit with him. He's like, yeah, yeah I guess well, we can figure it out. Because she said that she felt like if she stood outside for any longer, she would have a heart attack because she could feel it coming. I don't I how she expressed the heart attack later as beyond me, but <laughs> apparently like, she felt it coming. She's like, I've had my hand over my heart and I just hear this thump, thump, thump. And I think that's a heart attack coming. So <laughs> I got low oxygen. I'm like, girl, if you can run through the symptoms, you probably don't. But yeah. okay. <laughs> also, we've never seen her with that oxygen. It feels like something someone gave her one time and she carries around with her. Right. She doesn't use it. I don't think she uses it. It was in the U-Haul. How could she possibly have used it in that car? Exactly. And so she, again, she's very good at manipulating people. And as the ambulance guy, he's like, yeah, I'll take you to the fucking hospital. Sure, I'll take you. They take her. They she they release her from the ER because yeah, princess because she said she needed to be admitted for emotional exhaustion <laughs> and it's COVID right <laughs> they're full of COVID patients baby right and she we, was really feeling some type of way that they were just gonna let her post up in the local hospital she wanted to stay overnight and I'm like girl have you been watching the news people are dying in waiting rooms right waiting for- <laughs> girl. she's just like they said nothing's wrong with me but that's not true and i'm like what they're saying is there's nothing like even a cellulitis infection is just like i've had them it's when um because lymphedema has is the lymph uh fluid that's supposed to go through your body it it pulls instead of going and makes things swell and Mm -hmm. she hers is really bad so she's got a lot down there it has white blood cells and so it's supposed to it's a part of your immune system so yeah what happens is you get bacteria in there and it's it 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 infects the all that fluid and stuff. What they do, all you're supposed to do is get antibiotics and like go fucking mm-hmm. rest and make sure you have you keep fluids and water in you. That's all you're supposed to do. So like they probably gave her antibiotics and was like, gone, bitch. Cause like right. people like, are dying were in here. Numbers, what were the COVID numbers like in Texas in the summer? Not yeah, they're great, probably though. pretty high. And I think you're right. I think they did film. I I believe this is summer of 2021. Um, mm-hmm. because it couldn't have been, they couldn't have like this is it couldn't have been summer of 2020 because I don't think Dr. Now would have let them drive down there. You know no. what I mean? So this is yeah. 2021. And also the fact that one person's wearing a mask and it's, it happens to be a medical professional. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> right. <laughs> so like and like Brian, Brian, Texas, and I I if anybody's listening from that area, I don't mean to say anything mean to you, but like that's not an area I want to be. That's not an mm-hmm. area. Like if we were road tripping, that's not an area I would get out unless yeah. I was at a very big truck stop. Like I, I wouldn't like go to a little gas station in that area. And I know people from that area. I'm just not, that's not what I'm going to be doing. 
Um, mm-hmm. Even Temple, I only I only go there if they make me go there. I don't go there for fun. So, um, so they get her a hotel, and it's and ob- she's still tight about it. Like she still would rather be at the hospital. Like girl, stay yeah. at the Hampton Inn and live yeah. your best life. And she had to, and so here's another thing. She got there by an Uber driver. That's an Uber driver. That's that's mm-hmm. not a black lady that just happens to be riding around giving people rides. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so, but keep in mind, she's been on the road for four days. She bathed. She yeah. wasn't bathing. She wasn't bathing. When we first met her, she said she was bathing like every twice couple a week. twice a week, and the rest was wet wipes. Mm-hmm. So like she hasn't bathed. She smells like uh Sharon smoke. Like she she's sweating up a fucking storm it's summer she probably smells horrific in that front seat with that uber driver please yeah so she stays at the hotel and the next day i guess production like when she's going she's like i don't even know where ricky and sharon are and they have all my stuff and i'm like okay so the next day production obviously sets up ricky coming to see her and like having a conversation Mm -hmm. and it was basically like they wish each other the best of luck and I mean, he does offer like, hey, we can take you down to Houston. And her dumb ass is like, no, just go donate all of my belongings. To- she didn't say that. She did not say go donate all my belongings. <laughs> she did not have a plan for her belongings. She gave she gave her stuff up. Yeah. And she didn't say like, see, I would have I wouldn't have gotten back in that car either with Sharon because like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have done that because now she gonna call the police. Now she really gonna kill your ass. So as soon as you guys get out of camera shot. You're fucking dead, bitch. But mm. I would have said, could you like leave my stuff here? And yeah, like the fact that she was just so willing to give up all her shit, like, girl, what? I, I said this. I remember I did uh True Life. I'm married to my cousin. Remember they went to California and shit? Mm-hmm. And I said this then. I was like, nothing in that place is worth the cost of this U-Haul. Nothing in that place is worth it. You could always go to the dollar store where you get to California. Do yeah. not paid all this money for this u-haul and i feel the same way about this u-haul nothing you could have put in that u-haul was worth the cost of a u-haul coming from no. washington state to texas and you have to pay a lot extra because they have to like move it back and all that other stuff you're right so i know she doesn't own anything worth owning in there it's just her stuff it just belongs to her but i mean they basically break up there and again she does not have a lot of emotion even when she was calling the cops she didn't have mm. a lot of emotion. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, something. there's a lot more wrong with you than you just being a big person. That's a lot more wrong with you. Something's wrong. Um, everybody on Reddit is like, that's because she didn't really love him. She was using him. And I was like, guys, he was using her too. Like, I, th- he had to get something out of this. Like, right. they, this is mutual using. I mean, obviously she's a user, but I'm just saying he met her, didn't got engaged to her the next month was over there wiping her butt and making her pancakes for what mm-hmm. <laughs> for what what did he get he wanted to be loved and she was saying yeah. nice things to him and he lives with sharon who screams all the time and is getting her kids taken away she likes dragon ball z he's into anime <laughs> <laughs> they did say that guys at the beginning that's <laughs> that's that's their connection okay so what they tell us on the screen is that they dropped her U-Haul. By the way, Sharon had yelled, your shit will be at the U-Haul place with this U-Haul. Because she's leaving the U-Haul. She's fucking it. She's leaving. And what they did is they donated her stuff to a charitable or- organization in, in College Station, which is near Bryant. Which is near Bryant. Oh, okay. um, 
So that makes more sense that they're all close to Brian at this point. Um, is that where UT is? No, UT is in Austin. What school is College Station near? Um, it's probably a UT extension. Okay. So but not actually a college anywhere near College Station. <laughs> there is a co- but it's probably like UT wherever they are. That's where they were going to do that march. Remember when they did a Tiki Tor- Torches march in uh, Charlottesville, oh. Virginia? They were going to uh-huh. do another one at College Station. And at the time, uh-huh. I was trying to like get a bunny. Uh, and someone was like, well, I live in College Station. I said, bitch, I ain't going nowhere near there, y'all. <laughs> I hear y'all gonna be marching for white supremacy tomorrow. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I was like, you may not be able to tell from my emails, but I'm a black person and I will not be coming over there. <laughs> so they're really College Station is like they're they're definitely not far from Houston um, at all. So what happens though is she gets on the internet, girl. I was trying to find this. Did, did you find it? No. Okay. She gets on the internet and finds that she has an old family friend from where she's from, not necessarily where she was living at the beginning of this, but where she's from, that is moving from Washington to Houston and is in Kilgore, Texas, which is not anywhere near her. And so (laughs) she, her name is Michelle, drives down Mm. with her biracial baby. (laughs) That was a black girl in that car. And I was like, girl how did you get involved in all this and so as soon as i saw michelle's haircut i'm like oh no here go hell come <laughs> <That haircut. laughs> like she just had such an energy and like first of all i don't believe for one second that they knew each other previous to this meeting i think that they maybe ever saw each other one time at a church meeting maybe maybe I- she Michelle knows her cousin and that's as far as I'm willing to take it so but Michelle shows up and is allowing her face to be on screen which is not immediately I'm like I'm not signing no releases like I'm not I can't be on the show because this is I don't want to be in this and picks her up um you know Lacey's crying and shit and she drives her to doctor now yeah, and, and this is like, okay, this is too familiar. There's a little too much you and me. Like, I know that, Lacey, you are in a dire place right now, but you also have to be a little discerning. And some random woman with a, a spiky haircut is coming all the way down <laughs> to help you. Like, this isn't going to last, girl, but okay. <sighs> oh, I just, and then she says, and Michelle says, I could probably stay with her family. You're my weight loss journey. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, this is a <laughs> like, lot. You and your kids and your husband are here for whatever the fuck reason. And and now y'all are making plans. Like, I think we have some money. And with Lacey's help, we can find a place. Like, no, all of you guys need to go back to Washington. Yeah. And so they get to Dr. Now. And Dr. Now comes in and asks a bunch, as usual, asks a bunch of questions. Don't have nothing to fucking do with what we're talking about. But like, where's your boyfriend? <laughs> like, Dr. Now. If he's not here, don't mention him. <laughs> know exactly where he is dr now not here that's where he is and, so, <laughs> and then he's asking michelle where she from where's tri-cities y'all gonna get an apartment and then and then she's like well, we got finances what the fuck does that mean michelle you got finances do you have some money you don't have an apartment right. either it, exactly you don't have a place to live and dr now staring at two essentially homeless people yeah. Although, I mean, it's like, do, is Lacey truly homeless? No, because she does have her apartment. But like, 
Yeah. What what is happening? And I just heard you got approved for an apartment in Houston. Did did Ricky get approved for an apartment or did you? Because she said that fell through. It yeah, fell through. All she has is her pills and a couple of clothes. And her oxygen that she don't need. And her oxygen tank. <laughs> which is somehow more important than her personal family photos. Girl. <laughs> if if Sharon was outside with the U-Haul, you should have just gone out there and got your shit out of it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And Michelle seemed to know what she's doing because she got her shit on top of her van. She got her, she's right. she, I think she had room in there. I you could have put your shit in there. Yeah. So essentially what happens is Dr. Now's like, bitch, you only lost 12 pounds. <laughs> it's been it's been like six months. What, what six happened? Months uh, you've actually gained some of the 16 that you lost. Um, <laughs> so I just feel like you got a lot of stuff going on, girl. Yeah, I don't he, think this is for you. He basically, you know how like, like if you've ever been on a date with somebody and like in the first 10 minutes they tell you their life story, you're like, bitch, you got too much going on. You, it's, it's too much. So <laughs> I don't think- I'm telling you that you need to get your life together before you can even think about losing weight. You're in a bad way, girl. Yeah. And so like, I just basically, he he basically turned her down. But the thing is, and this is what people were, were like trying to break down this fight is that they, what people believe happened is that she lied about the appointment. So they really thought she was on this program and the appointment she missed in June, but she's not on this program, which I'm like, you guys have been stopping at every fast food place. What? I'm glad you finally able to mask the mask because this is not, she's not on a fucking diet. And right. then they, <clears throat> like, they also believe Dr. Now had asked her to come down, which he had not. And he had told her not to until she could lose a certain amount of weight. Right. Which is why Sharon was pissed. It's like, why are you guys making all these plans knowing that you're not going to get approved for this surgery? Yeah. And also, like, in the past, Dr. Now, Dr. I keep telling everybody, Houston is so fucking big. It has so many fucking people there. And part of it is Dr. Now keeps getting people to move there. And so the <laughs> fact that Dr. Now, Dr. Now did not tell, did tell you to come there. It's COVID. I think that's part of it. He's probably not doing a lot of in-person patient meetings. Right. Um, and then also like, you know, someone also asked why Dr. Now didn't get her like an inpatient hospitalization. And I, um, like, I don't comment on Reddit. I just read it, but I wanted to scream COVID. They're not right. doing elective, like shit like this. No. So, and, and there's, there's technically nothing wrong with her, at least with Steven, like Steven was, a, was so big and so many things were broken that he would die on the side of the road. Right. And she can get around pretty well. I mean, she can't wipe her butt, but she can do almost everything else. She can sit in a car. I mean, Stephen had to be like in the back of a minivan with the seats taken out. I know. And I think she would have traveled better that way, to be honest. I think sitting up like that. For sure, yeah. Was like, I bet it was killing her body. So like, you know, basically Dr. Now is like, you know, I'm good. Enjoy love. Like that basically said like, (laughs) go with God. I mean, (laughs) no heart emoji <laughs> i was like all this <laughs> and dr now said go with god <laughs> like dang dang so Cold the, world. Next, the next time we see her she's back in fucking washington and she's back in the same apartment which makes mm-hmm. me think she says that she could get her lease back i'm like you never gave that apartment up you didn't because that apartment would have been gone and she got her furniture back 
Well, remember, she had left a bunch of shit there for the Mormons to dispose of. And they were like, oh, that's in the back of the church, in the garage, in the church. We just get it for you. And that's what happened. Also, an Eagle Eye Redditor pointed out that she had an airport tag on her bag that wasn't there before. Mm. So while she's saying that Michelle and her family decided not to move to Texas, I mean, they were already in fucking Texas, decided not to move to Texas and brought her back. I'm like, did they bring you to the airport? Because like, that makes more sense than they drove your ass back. They really like set that up in a very cinematic way where she's like, you know those sad clowns (laughs) where they're just like sitting in a room alone. One chair. One chair her like oldest suitcase and she's just rifling around the, the towels and the pills in her suitcase like golly talking about how she she can't get her family photos back and i mean not to be rude or anything but you that family don't like you remember you're an iud baby remember <laughs> <laughs> remember that's how this whole thing fucking started is the <laughs> iud that failed <laughs> so, <laughs> let, let them go girl these family members did not help you move they did mm-hmm. not they never show up to nothing. The mother was interviewed for two hot seconds and nobody, she has a brother and a sister. Nobody else showed up. And a dad. And yeah. a dad. So like the question is, do you want pictures of them? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom went on camera, cracked a joke about how you were an accident and dipped. <laughs> this is fucked up. And I, I do, <laughs> I feel bad for making these jokes, but I'm just saying, I didn't leave the shit in College Station, Texas. You did, so don't right. get mad at me. <laughs> I don't go to College Station. <laughs> so, and now somebody from College Station is going to be, they type it right now. We are not racist here. I didn't say you were. I'm saying <laughs> one time. Somebody was playing a racist march and I also was thinking about going there to pick up a rabbit and I decided not to. That's what I said. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, this shit is all like kind of around me. Um, so she um she says she misses Ricky. Of course, I'm sure she does. I have questions about the butt wiping since Ricky's been gone. Well, that's where I was going with it. Yeah. Um, do you think <laughs> a woman from her church all shows this on Sharon? Huh? Yeah, she blamed it all on Sharon. She said it was all Sharon's fault. That that if Sharon hadn't gotten hurt self-involved that she would still be with him they'd be down in houston together they'd be doing her weight loss journey she says it actually might happen sharon did not cause you to keep eating and not lose the weight because if you had lost 50 pounds dr now would have admitted you into the program right now dr now sometimes double backs on you you lose your 50 pounds and he goes okay now lose 50 more Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he might have said that but like you were not approved for the surgery so i don't know what to tell you right um so her best friend from church comes over and we watch them eat together because Lacey tells us that salads are her best friend right now Mm -hmm. she says she doesn't eat too much fried food i mean fast food not too much um yeah not all the time not all the time and she then she says i only eat until my lungs are full she doesn't say that she points at where her lungs are on her chest she says she eats until her the food gets to there i'm like girl your stomach is way down there that is your it, it, lungs right. right i'm eating to the very top of my stomach. <laughs> like baby 
we know where the stomach is and it's nowhere near where you're pointing so that was her esophagus going (laughs) girl okay so you are still not on the program Lacey like no I obviously am not making fun of Lacey for not being on the program because I ain't on no fucking program either I'm not saying that I'm laughing at how delusional Lacey is like she's sitting there telling me salads are a big thing for you and I'm like Lacey I do not believe you do not do right it's it's one thing to lie and it's another thing to think that you are getting one over on us and it's like I'm listening to you but you can't possibly think that I'm believing you yeah I like I just no 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 and I wanted them to be to like you know how like on pop-up video like they have somebody pop up on the side and stuff I wanted Dr. Mm-hmm. Now's face to pop up and be like, actually, she's actually gained 10 more pounds. I could see it from you. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's, she's going to move in with her friend from her best friend from church. And Renee. She's, Renee. And I'm just like, Renee, you don't, are you wiping the butt? Renee, do you know right. if you move in, you have to wipe the butt? And why was Lacey talking about getting a one bedroom? Like, where's Renee going to stay, girl? Renee, say? Renee immediately said no. No. <laughs> Me and my DVDs are getting another room. Thank you very much. I was like, well, Renee got a little bit of sense. But do yeah. you know that when you sign the lease, part of what you're signing is wiping her butt? Do you know that? Renee? Right. She you, you're not going to Yeah, she's just luring you right now with these prepackaged salads, but those, those <laughs> things are going to be over as soon as you sign that lease. I definitely know she bought the prepackaged peppers and I was like, don't get those peppers mm. because those peppers are usually older. You need to go get, you need to go get the free flowing peppers. Do not go get yeah. a wrap pack of peppers because unless, I mean, I guess if you're going to eat it right then, if that's the only thing you have and you're going to go home and cut it up and eat it fine. But if, but if you put those bitches in your refrigerator for more than three days, done, <laughs> they're done. gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I mean, she doesn't know she doesn't buy produce. <laughs> so so, I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't think it, she, they plan to live together. And she thinks that maybe her and Ricky might get back together one day and move to Houston together. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I they need to do a follow-up on her because I really want to know what the fuck is going on. Like, okay, so it felt like the internet was really on Sharon's side. And there were a couple of people that were like stranding someone in like 2,000 miles away after all this whole trip already proves you're a bad person. Whose side are you on? I mean, Lacey, or Sharon lives for the drama. So does Lacey, but Sharon definitely does. And like I said before, like I think she probably would have cooled down and taken her. I mean, obviously, because they had that whole scene about it, but um. I personally can't imagine just like leaving somebody at a gas station. So I'm guess I'm going to have to say Lacey. <laughs> you know whose side I'm on? That truck suspension. That's whose side I'm on. Cause that truck <laughs> suspension was like, bitch, I'm tired. <laughs> and I'm also on the side of those lime green rims that just apparently right. showed up for the second trip. <laughs> I'm, I'm the Cheerios on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so no one reacted to the cheerios falling out either by the way nobody like, you guys and that's just, what made it funnier <laughs> there's just cheerios all of i think there was i think there was sugar too like i just yeah i bet the cops were off to the side laughing i bet you they were 
I mean, and you know, you mentioned like they would have never come in other cities, and I'm thinking that's probably exactly why they came because they heard this crazy call. <laughs> like, we gotta get eyes on this. Like, whatever. We're over to Dunkin' Donuts. Let's roll over to the. Let's go over to the McDonald's slash gas station and see what the fuck is going on. Right. TLC is like filming down there. Let's go. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just like. Yeah. Like I've been in like similar situations to this. Like um, I was visiting a friend in Kentucky when I lived in Virginia beach and my car blew up and uh, a man saw my car kind of just blow up and like stopped and was like, Hey, do you want me to give you a ride to the next gas station? I was like, I guess unless I'm gonna live on the side of the road in Kentucky. And so I got there and the lady was like, Oh, you're having car problems. I'm going to call Millis Wolf. And I was like, who the fuck is that? She's like, he's a local guy. Don't worry. Millis with all of two teeth and uh he had a he looked like billy ray fucking cyrus with that hair okay <laughs> i thought miley cyrus in the backseat bitch and so he picked me up and he towed my car put me on a bus back to virginia fixed my car and picked me back on the bus back up from the bus when it was snowing washed my car had what? me dinner with his family he fixed <laughs> it like i hadn't paid him shit i gave him enough cash when i got there and <laughs> like sent me off like this is over like two months and right millis wolf would just give me a call and be like princess i'm i've been working on your car i'm doing this i'm doing that da, da, da. what time's your bus get in and he was so fucking nice to me oh. and i'm in this little fucking town in kentucky and like i really could have fucked him over i really could have fucked him over but he was so nice to me i mean he didn't have any teeth when i got back either but uh, <laughs> he was so nice and like that's like a one in a million fucking story it is yeah. not like Lacey being stranded in between Temple and Bryan, Texas was not going to end up like that. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> there was no Millis Wolf to pick her up and help her. Also, she didn't have a car for him to fix. Like, I don't know what he would think. <laughs> but like, I my oxygen tank. Yeah. It's filled with Cheerio dust. <laughs> Can I live with you while I go to Dr. Now's program? Yeah, come on. <laughs> sure. Right. So like, I understand Lacey being like terrified of being left there. Yeah. I understand that. But I just, when she calls the police, I'm like, girl, what are you doing? I, right. What you should do is you should close the car door and don't get out that bitch again. Right. Don't get out it again because they can't put you out if you're not out the car. If you have to go to the restroom, Ricky's got to come too because she ain't going to leave Ricky. That's what I would have done. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, it's a, so on a level of Asante, someone said it was a four out of five Asantes. I no. would give it a three and a half out of five Asantes. If Asante's Ooh, a five, I give it, I'd do 2.75. Okay, okay, okay. Because nobody fell out of a golf cart, a golf cart. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was no um, you know, no ranting at a, a nurse. Everybody there was no, had like, hair at the end. Cat, yeah. <laughs> there was no poor cat with just like a litter box full of shit. Yeah. And a nice aide named Princess who uh, gets the right. police called on her because she was taken back to TV. <laughs> <laughs> no raving, ranting father yeah. with a mustache. When Princess shows up, he goes, hey, Princess. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to go outside? Okay. She walks outside. <laughs> he whips his phone from running to the cover goes, 911, I need help. I have a woman. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I was directed not to let you in by the police. What? The, when princess goes the door's locked he says yes the police are on their way yeah i'm not gonna let you until they get here she's like the police 
He's like, mm-hmm. the cops are on their way, honey. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. They're coming, sweetie. Yeah. Okay? Tell it to the judge. Make sure you have your receipts. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? So you're I'm not gonna let broads like you hustle me around. <laughs> Listen, broad, I want my dominoes. <laughs> Okay. All right. Two point seven five is it? That said, I still enjoyed the ride. I still had a lot of like fun watching it. And um, Kara, thank you for being on. Tell thank you where for to find you. Me. Um. Yeah, you can find me on everyone's business, but mine. A podcast it's about literally anything that happens in pop culture uh, every any given day, any moment. Recaps, pop culture updates, the whole shebang. Married at first sight. Married at first sight. Uh, well, for now. Girl, your Boston accent is good. I don't care what anybody says. I was like, I mean, maybe you can't sustain it the whole thing, but you're doing good. Mock from I mean, the pock or mock the shock. You doing- mock the shock. I can do that. But other than that, it's like, it's real bad. It's real you, bad. But there was one you. point where you started doing like his family members. I was like, no, Karen, you're good at this. Have you tried going <laughs> to the groundlings? Because you're uh, good. <laughs> I'm better if I don't think about it and just let it happen. But uh, yeah, if I think about it, it turns to shit. But thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so you're doing that. I mean, I feel like you are really good at picking out topics. You always know like what I want to hear about. Your sister wife shit is on point. Thank you. Sometimes I go, I walk around and go, what's the truth, Cody? What is the truth? And that's <laughs> me doing you asking. Yeah, they're now my highest rated episodes. I, I'm. I, that's really fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just appreciate you taking time to come over here and talk to me and- Guys, listen to Kara. Go follow her. Her Instagram post. She always has all the tea about everything. Like, I don't know when you sleep. To be completely honest, because you're like, I, I sleep so much. That's a sad thing. Oh, <laughs> I sleep so much. I get so much sleep. Probably a, a doctor recommended would say that that's unhealthy. So, <laughs> like, their their prescription is for you to get your ass up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take a walk around. Okay, you circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kara. Bye. <laughs> Bye.